So just before we begin uh, this podcast, I'd just like to send thoughts to anyone involved in the horrible event in Berlin last night and also to anyone uh, working at the Team Rock publications with them going into administration. Two very horrible things at uh, this time of year, very different, but um, yeah, sending thoughts out uh, to anyone involved in those um, and just sums up a really shitty year doesn't it 2016 has been a shitter and um, we are going to look back um at some of the albums of the year i'm going to give you my top 10 albums of the year in this podcast this is not quite a podcast the second episode in december for you to round up the year we're going to give you the top 10 albums of the year and a few awards as well before we start that i'd just like to say that i have my first dj night booked for 2017 it's saturday the 4th of february back at the black cat cellar bar underneath the dick whittington inn in gloucester it's one of the oldest buildings in the city it's free entry all night it's rock and metal all night um and we also have a few surprises that i hope to announce for that night very soon so uh, you can like dj trashed on facebook or keep posted on the podcast's twitter page that's not quite pod on twitter so this is the holiday, the Christmas episode of the podcast. Let's start and look back on the year that is 2016. A few good things in this shitter of the year. So I'm going to start with my top 10 albums of 2016. Um, they may not be ones that you choose, but they're ones that I choose. Um, it's a really hard list this year and a real, real tough choice. So here we go. Yeah, Number 10, Rob Zombie and the Electric Warlock Acid Witch Satanic Orgy Celebration Dispenser. And breathe. This was um, a, a, the new album Zombie the, earlier this year. It's one of the best albums Zombie's actually ever done, and it really hasn't had the the sort of hype and, and rating as it as really should have had. There's some great, great songs on this. The singles are brilliant. The videos that have come out from have been typically crazy Rob Zombie, and it's just really great to see him do this. It's it's along the same lines of how Billy Deluxe won, and really has that sort of feel to it. So I'm really pleased that Rob Zombie was able to come out. Um, after a couple of mediocre albums, really, for the last couple, to come out with a really, really great album. And, um, yeah, if you didn't take notice of this just because it's another Rob Zombie album, it's really worth a listen. Number nine is an album which really grew on me. I wasn't blown away with it to begin with, but the more and more I listened on it, uh, I really started to love it a bit more. And it's Volbeat, Seal the Deal and Let's Boogie. Really cool album. The song sounded amazing live as well when they were supporting Alter Bridge on the tour recently. Uh, this is a band which... I didn't really pay much attention to to begin with and I've really started to, to get into now and this album is is my opinion um, the best album I did say that at the time when I reviewed this on the podcast but uh, for me I think this is the uh, the best Volby album to date. Number 8 is uh, one of the biggest releases of the year um, it's Biffy Cairo's Ellipsis it's, a, it's a, another really really Great album. It's not my favourite Biffy album. I still stand by that. And I haven't gone back and listened to it as many times as I really should have done because I really liked this when it when it first came out. Um, and I was awful of the hype for this one. But uh, yeah, it's been a while, so I really should maybe go back and, and give this a listen. And it's got them to the uh, the headline position at the Download Festival next year. And apparently, reading reviews from the uh, the stadium talk that they're on at the moment. So really talk that they're on at the moment. They are absolutely on fire. So number eight, Biffy Clyro, Ellipsis. Number seven is 6AM's Prayers for the Damned. So 6AM released two albums this year. This was the first one. This is definitely the better of the two, in my opinion. There's more standout tracks on these, although both these double albums have... What's the right way to say this? Poor is not the word I'm looking for, but compared to the three albums which came before... 
I don't think these two are as good, but that's just my opinion. Um, yeah, Prayers for the Damned, definitely better than the second offering, and that's number seven in the list. Number six is Avenged Sevenfold, the stage. And what I really loved about this album was the fact that it really did come out of nowhere. We knew there was going to be an Avenged Sevenfold album this year. There was a date which was uh, flying around the internet, which was supposedly to be released. And then suddenly on the Thursday, they're like, bang, you've got a new Avenged Sevenfold album out tomorrow. It's a complicated album. It's not an easy listen. There's no obvious singles. There's a lot of long songs on it. But when you really get into this album, the technicality is its just, oh, it's just phenomenal. It's, it's a great piece of art. It's one of those albums, It because there's no obvious singles, you can't just pick a few songs and go, bang, I want to listen to that. You, you have to go through the whole album and take it for what it is. It's very different uh, to, to Avenged previous offerings um completely different to hell the king which was their predecessor this could have been a good follow-up to nightmare the way that nightmare gets very complex towards the end of it um this would have been a great follow-up to that so yeah well done on avenged um it's it's as i said it's not an easy listen but it's it's pretty damn special number five are a band that i discovered this year they're a new band uh it's milk teeth's vile child very 90s very dirty very grungy very rough and I love it. This band are destined for superstardom. Um, and I took recommendations to go and check this out and I love it. So 90s, it's unbelievable. It's nice to have a fresh sound that's, that's got a bit of retro feel to it as well. And they're, they're quite local to me, these guys, and I need to go out and see them live because this, this album is absolutely phenomenal. Number four, it's a CD I got at the end of last year. And I was very, very highly raving about this this time last year. And to be honest, I thought this was going to be my number one album of the year. So I had to count it in this year's chart because this was the year it was officially released. This is AC Slade's Valentine's for Sick Minds, the solo offering from the former Murder Doll, Joan Jett player uh, and dope bass player. So uh, and AC is currently playing guitar for the Misfits on that reunion. Um, this album is still sounding absolutely brilliant. I absolutely love it. It's it's classic rock meets punk rock in a DIY way. I love this man in everything he does and this this really I really thought this was going to be my number one album of the year right back in January. I said this was going to be top of the list and it's going to take a lot to beat it, but it's it has slid down to number 4. Number 3 is the biggest commercial album in the list really. Um, probably the biggest album drop in our genre of music this year. It's Metallica's Hardwired Self-Destruct. Fuck me, is it good. It's great that this album is good. Uh, Death Magnetic was alright, I thought, but this is absolutely phenomenal. It's, it's got load and reload all over it in places. There's some massive, massive anthems on this album, which I want to hear live, and I hope we get a full Metallica tour soon where they really throw a lot of this new stuff in the set list rather than just the older stuff. There, there's a nod to the past. There's a lot of heavier stuff in there as well as the sort of load and reload design stuff. It, it's a great, great album and actually right up there with my favourite Metallica stuff. So I'm, I'm really glad that came out and it, it's been as well received as it is. So yeah, number three on the list is Metallica's Hardwired Self-Destruct. Um, you'd probably be thinking that the two albums ahead to you, why the hell are they ahead of Metallica when that album is so good? But I've got to think of, of the albums that really get to me and get, get stuck inside me, and that's what these top two albums have done. Number two, it's a band called Sister, and it's Stand Up Forward March. I've spoken to this a while ago. I absolutely fucking love this album so much. Um, 
And what makes me love it so much is that the album before was a bit flat and compared to what I was expecting from the debut record as a follow-up. So this has really picked it back up. It's fast, it's punky, it's nasty, it's horror-filled. Sister are a fucking phenomenal band. I'm gutting that they only played the one UK date on the uh, the tour that they've just been on. I hope they come back round again because I'd love to hear some of these songs live. Um, and as I said in the review that I spoke about in the last podcast, the first five songs on this album are absolutely fucking phenomenal. So yes, Sister's Stand Up Forward March goes to number two. And the number one album of the year, it's, it's probably the album that's connected to me more like heartfelt throughout the year and the more and more I've listened to the songs on it the more and more I've, I've really grown a love for this and it's really it really spoke to me um yeah it's arguably it's not the most best album it's not the fastest it's not the heaviest album of the year and not normally one well it's not normally a style of music that I normally pick as my album of the year this is painkillers by Brian Fallon, the Gaslight Anthem frontman, released his first full solo album this year. There are a lot of stuff on there that sound like Gaslight, but there seems to be more heart in these in these songs. And at the beginning of the year, when I was going through personally a bit of a shitty time, they they spoke to me. And as summer grew on, they sounded great as as a fu- as fun songs. And as winter's coming on, it's a bit dark and gloomy. They still sound brilliant now. That's why I picked that album as my album of the year. That man is an absolute superstar. He really is one of the finest songwriters in in music, and he's done what he wanted to do with a with a very different, more creative solo album, gone in a few different directions on some of the songs in the uh, Gaslight have done. Um, I, yeah, that's that's why for me, Brian Fallon is my number one album of the year i'd be interested to hear what your guys albums of the year are if you want to tweet me on my personal twitter account i'm still in 13 or tweet the podcast at not quite pod tell me your album of the year mine for this year brian fallon painkillers so as we're looking back on the year here's a few little awards for you so song of the year your nominations are 6am rise metallica's hard work self-destruct Creeper, Suzanne, Ghost with Squarehammer, and Rob Zombie in while everybody's fucking in a UFO because that's what everybody's doing. That's not the full title, that's just me being funny, by the way. Yeah, there we go. So, Song of the Year, this is some really cheap sound effects. That's only shit. Song of the Year for me this year is Squarehammer by Ghost. I absolutely love this band, I've really grown into this band. This is a fucking anthem. It's one of the finest songs this this band have released. It's off the EP, which is full of covers, and this was the uh, the original song on that EP. It got fucking played on Radio One. Satanic rock got played on Radio One. This band are going places. I've, I'm saying it quite a lot. Five years time, I can see them headlining Download Festival because I think this is going to take off in a big way. So Ghost, Square Hammer, Song of the Year, my gig of the year this year. I haven't been to many. Um, but for gig of the year, what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to throw back to a feeling when I was a teenage uh, sort of pop punk enthusiast, and I got very very drunk at this gig. It's Bowling for Soup when they returned on their comeback tour at the Bristol Academy. Hearing those songs again uh, was just so much great fun, and it's great that they're back and they haven't aged, although they have and got fatter. It's fine because 
Yeah, that's what growing up's all about. And those songs still make you sound like a dumbass teenager. Love Bowling for Seat, one of the best and funniest nights out you will ever have. New band of the year. Let's not do any more drumming. Um, this goes to Milk Teeth uh, because just wow, just that yeah, that album. As I was saying in the rundown of albums of the year, it, it just sort of come out of nowhere. I got recommended it, checked it out, loved it straight away. So yeah, Milk Teeth, the new band of the year. Um, my hero of the year for 2016. It's a bit of an out there one. Um, I'm going to go with Corey Taylor as hero of the year um, for his campaign against smartphones and recording for throwing people out of gigs for smacking them out of people's hands like Corey you ledge people shouldn't be recording whole gigs and and being at the front and just looking at a gig through a fucking phone take a little video have a bit of a memory take a few photos but just spend the whole of the fucking gig looking for your phones I'm glad Corey's been talking out about that shock of the year and it's a reunion now, it could easily be Guns N' Roses, but there was a lot of talk around this time of year that it was going to happen, so I'm not going to say the Guns N' Roses reunion. It's another reunion, one that I didn't see coming a mile off. It's the Misfits, and when they return to play Riot Fest, fuck me, the footage, it's, oh man, it just looks so good. I'd love to have been there. And let's just hope that sticks around for a little bit and that heads over to these shores, because that's something we all want to see, right? So we come to the final category and the final thing that we're going to be talking about on Not Quite a Podcast in 2016. This is the big one. This is Band of the Year and these are the nominations for you. Avenge Sevenfold for the shocking drop of the new album Randomly and it being an absolute masterpiece. Ghost for continuing to grow and spread the word of the Dark Lord. Man, I love that band. Creeper. Um, this is a new band, and the way that they built up the release of their, their f- single off their debut, the, the debut album, which is due out next year, with this whole paranormal hunt and this, this mystery and the creepiness that went on with it, with phoning phone numbers and getting eerie messages and being sent to websites to become an investigator yourself. So it was phenomenal, and the way they dropped the, uh, this incredible song after that was amazing. For the return of Metallica next up, yeah, they still got it. Um, I've I've always had a soft spot for Metallica. I think anyone that's into heavy metal and rock does. But to see them come back and that they've still got it and they can release an album as good as Hardwired to Self-Destruct is, yeah, that's why they're in the nomination for Band of the Year. And final nomination for Band of the Year is 6AM for really establishing themselves solidly as their own band rather than just Nicky Six from Motley Crue. Crue are gone. 6AM are a band now. Two albums out this year. They are 6am, they are not just Nicky from Motley Crue anymore, and that, that's great for them. So, Band of the Year. It's Creeper. It's a, it had to be for me. This is a band that I've really gotten into this year, gotten behind. As I said, the lead up to this whole mystery around the new single, and they're still doing it with cryptic hints when they're, when they're releasing new stuff. When this album comes out, this debut album comes out next year, it's going to be huge. This band are getting Radio 1 play. It's a bit like Morrissey meets My Chemical Romance meets AFI. Yeah, definitely a lot of AFI in there somewhere. It's horror punk on a grandiose level. This is something so different to anyone else is doing, and I'm glad that there's this massive cult following with this band as well. 
with the back patches and the callous heart and the great logo and the great imagery that this band have got. As I said, the album's not even out yet. They've got three amazing EPs. I I would love everyone that, that takes the time to listen to this podcast, goes and checks out Creeper if you haven't done already, because it's something different. I'm just really excited to see where this band's going to go in the direction that they're going to go in. There's definitely a very much a My Chemical Romance feel for when they first came out and seeing where that went. So I'm very excited and they could easily be wrapping up this reward next year. Not that these not quite podcast rewards mean anything at all, but just very, very excited for that album. Um, and yeah, their, their first headline tour is already selling very, very fast as well. And they will be in the UK next year. So that is not quite a podcast awards for 2016. I'd like to take this time right now to thank anyone that's subscribed, that's downloaded, that's paid attention, that's followed, and all that interaction. I hope you all do have a great Christmas and a fantastic New Year, and maybe I'll be in your ears again at some point soon. Thank you all very much. Happy holidays, people.